Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, P. We're back after an excellent Batista versus Undertaker match for the World Heavyweight Championship. For all 15 minutes of it. Um, what would be back. better than you going out as Batista or the Undertaker, mm. fighting all that time, yep. delivering an absolute banger? Career best, some might say. That you get back and you go, ah, oh, I bet afterwards they had to go, shitting hell, that was good. <laughs> no! They cut to a vignette with Vince McMahon welcoming his new granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, although you never see the child. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's a just point, a it's from the point of view at one point of yeah, the baby. It cuts suddenly it's yeah. POV, so you are the baby. Uh, and Vince McMahon's your granddaddy. <laughs> and he's talking to you he's in not, a little voice, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, he's... He's, he's getting angry. He's getting angrier. <laughs> and angrier and angrier. What? What was this about? <laughs> like, this, I watched it. Yeah. I watched it about an hour ago. Yeah. And well, it's, I, it's like a cheese dream, let's let's face it. <laughs> but what happens is it builds, you see. It builds two things. One mm. is that Vince McMahon, for some reason, occasionally likes to drop into WrestleMania that he's had a grandchild. Yes. And it's almost like his way of sort of like... Reminding that I'm, yeah. I'm still virile. I look how virile I am for an old, <laughs> exactly for an old gentleman. Well, he gets very... Uh, there's a big thing about virility coming up with the hair versus hair thing, which is a really weird undercurrent about what Vincent Mann believes, which is really strange. But I think this one is as well, that he's like, I don't want people to think that I'm sterile. I want to remind them that I've got progeny. I mean, it really is on a dynasty and all this. <laughs> so you get this baby thing, but it builds basically to... Uh, the Vince starts going, ugh, ugh, <laughs> pooey, poggy, <laughs> his face says. Uh, and it builds to the line, do you smell what I smell? She just took a trump. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. We, they, they don't use that word, though, do they? My eight-year-old grandson wrote this. <laughs> no, they, they don't. I mean, America, it doesn't like, come up. I mean, it's, 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 it's Brits, bizarre. Brits do use the word trump. So, they do, and I know, can't work out whether or not a Trump. it was like a, a that was supposed to be it, or it would be like he's just saying that a shit he calls a Trump, like like you might say, <laughs> like again, if it was in this country, Brian Dixon in the same scenario <laughs> would say, eh, that, that eh, baby's just filled its its knickers, <laughs> filled its pantaloons with with salon sugar, which, which is the the name that I give to tummy chocolate. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd love to redo the whole of WrestleMania as if but it was in, in an alternate reality. Like Alan Moore did. Like, it's sort of like, yeah, like a sort of like V for Vendetta version yes. of history. But this is just what it would be like if uh, WrestleMania had come live from Burnley. I don't mind it. I don't 1985. Mind God, Alfred Hayes would be the one single uh, connecting thing. Yeah. That'd be great. Great. Oh. Um, uh, do you know what, Pete? I'm so excited about that. I actually begun sort of going I've got to concentrate on the notes now because all I want to do is think about what that Wrestlemania would be like swimming your eyes are swimming what would the steel cage not it would just be it would be a rabbit hutch it would be a rabbit hutch a UK based rabbit hutch <laughs> what no it would be like a Tesco's no oh, the, 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 shopping the, trolleys the supermarket thing would be in Tesco's oh the Booker T Yes. great God it would be Safeway because uh, of the thing God oh, miles away <laughs> I don't want to do this podcast anymore I want to go to the pub and talk about this uh, match 8 uh, no match 6 the yes. ECW new breed Elijah Burke Matt Stryker Kevin Thorne and Marcus uh, Corvon versus the ECW originals Sabu Sandman RVD and Tommy Dreamer mm. I kind of switched off a little bit in this one. Yes. Kind of... What a success the new ECW was. That <laughs> of those four people, I don't believe one of them performed in a WrestleMania ever again. No. Um, it's They also have the new breed beaten by the originals. Why would you do that? I mean, Why that is booking 101. You know, Why do you keep doing this? See the new breed, they're a pile of shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> really well done. Uh, Metallica had offered uh, their services for this WrestleMania. All right. And they said, we will happily perform Enter Sandman for free. Cool. Uh, right. When the Sandman makes his entrance. Yeah. They were turned down by Vince McMahon because he'd never heard of the band. <laughs> nice. True. Enjoyable. Uh, Sandman, Enjoyable. I feel like we've seen a lot of him over the last couple of um, WrestleMe uh, shows. We, we've, we've done him at One Night Stand mm. uh, and we've talked about him quite a lot. Uh, Spring Under the Ring and uh, That's right, yes. the paper round and all that. So um, <laughs> genuinely a paper round. It's one of those things that people now sort of say, saying, oh, tough paper round, but he had yeah, a paper round. Listen, listen to the old things. Don't know why I'm explaining it here. Um, there, there's a bit, they all come down through the audience and Sabu is the one of them who is having none of this. I am a sports entertainer. Yeah. And everyone else is like high-fiving. Yeah. And Sabu is all elbows. The entire fucking one is just, fuck off, fuck off. Really good. Um, the, the new breed is sort of worth talking about. I don't think we're going to see any of them in a WrestleMania again. Mm. Possibly Matt Stryker we will hear from. Um, after a, a sort of uh, quite promising start in WWE. The former um, teacher, Matt Stryker. That's right. As they mentioned in the yes. commentary. Yeah, it comes up a lot, that story. That was really <laughs> the thing that got him signed. Right. Was that he was a, a teacher who had basically taken time off saying he was ill and he'd gone to wrestle and it made national headlines. Ah, and I think that got him noticed. Like and, George the Animal Steel. Yes, although George was uh, responsible enough to hold down that job. Um, <laughs> exactly. Just denying to his students that he was George the Animal Steel, which is funny <laughs> as well because it's not like George the Animal Steel has a different face. No. Uh, do, do, no. Do you think Coach Myers has a green tongue? <laughs> it does look like a green tongue. Yes. Well, I was up late last night, so didn't have time to scrape it off. Um, but um, the uh, Matt Stryker, after after this sort of initially very very promising um, uh, early bit of commentary that he does, where everyone goes, "God, he's really knowledgeable. He's really good at this." Mm. He quickly becomes one of the worst, most inept, and consistently awful commentators in wrestling history. Wow. It's an amazing switch where everyone was like he's really good to going I can't listen to him and he, he still sort of occasionally pops up on things right. and he is he's sort of incapable of like he just says things that aren't right and he, <laughs> and, and he must know 
but that he still wrong. plows on. Yeah, yeah. and it's just uh, some of it you can hear him making up as he goes along, which mm. is just absolutely appalling. Um, Elijah Burke, um, he was uh, the last person to wrestle Chris Benoit. Right. Yeah. They wrestled yeah. in ECW. Um, he he uh, had a sort of like a, a build with this ECW originals thing, and it just sort of fizzled out. Really, mm. he um, is one of the only people that uh, you will. No, bollocks, he isn't. It's the other one. You see, they're so interchangeable, all of these forgotten men. Mm. So um, uh, he actually has uh, was friends with uh, uh, The New Day. This is the thing. He went on to TNA. Right. He did not... He, he should have been a star, uh, this guy. He was just... Uh, this guy. I sound like Matt fucking Stryker. I knew. I knew if I commented <laughs> on someone being bad at commentary, there'd be a karmic like response. I thought it would be on the way home. I'd probably get stabbed in hybrid. And I was willing to do that for this podcast. <laughs> but I realised it's come too quickly. Marcus Corvon. We'll move on to him. But okay. he was he was a, a big guy. Again, one of those people you would have absolutely put money on being a star. Former NFL linebacker. He mm. played in the Super Bowl for the Buffalo Bills. He becomes a wrestler. He has got a great look. He's a huge guy. He was known as uh, Monty Brown in TNA. Right. Now, he goes to the WWE and he's there for one year. His Wikipedia, it starts, uh, he's perhaps best known for his time with TNA. No one who has been in WWE has a Wikipedia page that says they're best known for something other than WWE. Right. WWE is the big thing. The fact he was in WWE for a year, and it says he's best known for his time in TNA, mm. he is absolutely 100% a forgotten man. Mm. Once his WWE career ended a year later, so about 2008, he just retired. That was it. He yeah. was done, and he now works as a personal trainer. And he was absolutely a cannot miss prospect. It's right. it's it's so it's so odd. Again, this is part of this thing about two thousand and seven. They they are handed talent on a plate, and nothing seems to stick. Mm. Your, your Kennedys, your MVPs, your 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 um, Marcus Corvons, your Elijah Burks. These guys could have been something. And yet they just couldn't get them. I don't understand what went wrong, but they just couldn't do it. Um, you've got Kevin Thorne on this bit as well, who is a vampire. He was introduced for the ECW, which was on um, a Sci-Fi Network. Mm. And it's a slight nod to that. He'd originally had a, a, a run in Memphis as a character called Seven, which was based on the Seven Deadly Sins. Um, right, okay. Sloth it would be a <laughs> really bad one to use. Um, and then he had a very brief run as a, a character called Mordecai in the WWE, who was like a sort of fundamentalist, all-white clad reflection of The Undertaker. And the idea was he would be this sort of weird crusading sort of like white goth character right, okay. that would have a big pay-per-view match with The Undertaker. <clears throat> and he had one match against Hardcore Holly, and it was so bad, they were like, we're going to scrap all of this. Right. They bring him back a bit later as a vampire. You know, so here he is. What's the vampire's name? Kevin Thorne. <laughs> Kevin's one of those names that the American thinks is, you know, is really British. In the same way that we think like Chad. All yes, Americans are called American, Chad. Yeah. All Americans are called Chad. <laughs> right? I can think of wrestlers that are called Chad, right? At least three. Yeah. So that proves it. But Americans have the thing of just going, he's a vampire. So what would his name be? Well, it would be Lord Ian <laughs> Bumholes. You know? Lord Ian Duncan Smith. <laughs> the vampire. So he is, he's made into a vampire. Out he comes with uh, his uh, escort, Ariel, who is uh, played by a woman called Shelley Martinez. Um, it, it just after this little run in ECW, they send him back to development. Mm. They say, um, will you want to sign a new contract? He says, no, not really. <laughs> he disappears. Right. This is a really sort of hard, hard sort of period <laughs> for people to, to connect. And it's just a weird thing about what was happening in WWE at the time. 
that all of these people, they were just like, fuck, I don't know. Give yeah. it, make him a vampire. <laughs> you know, he's he's called Sir Henry Tidwillader. Has, um, has there ever I been can, a, a successful, like, uh, a vampire character? I can't think of one. Well, Fred Blassie was nicknamed the vampire Fred Blassie, right. but he would actually then chew on people's foreheads. Yes. Like yeah, yeah. But, but no, when you get into the world of the supernatural, mm. I mean, you end up having, like, the mummy that At the universal Hulk Hogan. Right. And, you know. The uh, universal uh, monsters kind of, like, the, 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 the mummy, the Frankenstein's monster, all that, you know, all that stuff is like... I think it's one of those things. I imagine in the fifties, yeah, there get was away with there it. was Jean LaBelle's promotion had a thing called the Monster, and it was like in the early seventies. And they went on television and went, "I've created a monster in my lab, and he can't be beaten." And it was he lost all of his television. <laughs> they were like, "What a disgusting display!" And and it's just it's different times, but it, but it is that sort of funny thing of of. People had a sort of like, there is a limit to what we'll accept. Yes. We, this is all predetermined, but please don't say you're dead. I, I, I say this, this is absolutely, uh, totally wrong here. You have PCO at the minute in Ring of Honor, which is the American Federation, the Independent Federation, which right. is not doing very well, who are very nice to us. And they continue yeah, I saw the email. Sort of say, would you, like to, <laughs> would you like to come on and, and visit? And we were always like, ah, busy. And uh, their champion at the moment is PCO, a member of, former member of the Quebecers named Pierre-Carl Ouellette. And his nice. gimmick is... Is that he is uh, a vampire? Uh, well, right. He's the sort of Frankenstein, right? Yeah. What he is, is he just kind of like bolt in the net kind of business? Sort or? of, yeah. I think he's been started with like jump leads and things. And, uh, <laughs> it's all about how he's um, he, he cannot die because he's not alive. Oh, I've been watching a lot of that man who doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> the great Carly, no, uh, the man who, p- who puts his hands in his pockets and he just does all. Oh, uh, Orange uh, Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. Like it's very enjoyable. It I imagine, is, isn't it? I imagine um, people purists probably get angry about Jim Cornette him. having a shit fit over Dragon. I like it. Something for everyone, you know. Yeah. It's um, it, but 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 I can understand Clever. in the same way as like you know having a I am from a lab, <laughs> having that in the middle where everyone's in on a joke. If yeah. you did come from the outside and go, I hear this wrestling is really hot right now you'd yeah. see that and just go well that was absolutely they weren't even trying no I think <laughs> no I think the, 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 I think the complete opposite I think they'd really appreciate it I think they'd be like oh a bit of comedy it's, but a, bit, it's a hip isn't it it is <laughs> hey, hey guys wink wink uh, I, 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 I'm going to say I love Orange Cassidy I've seen I've seen him do a lot of you know the early stuff when I saw him I was I'm absolutely mind blown mm. um, I, I think I, we spoke about it on, this, on the show before but yeah mm, I, I think you know again part of that if you do want to see that sort of really inventive wrestling where people are doing something very new and exciting and it really is thoroughly entertaining you cannot do better than watch the invisible man match that gcw put on like right mini weekend where the uh, referee i think his name is bruce remsberg he puts on an absolute masterclass where he officiates a match between two invisible men and his officiating lets you know exactly what's happening and honestly the the heat is off the chart it's 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 quite it's quite amazing honestly it's it's like the turner prize it's Enjoyable. fantastic um so th- that's all of the i mean you know we've, we've talked about the originals of ecw quite a lot but mm. you can really see here yes at wrestlemania there's no point in humiliating your legends but at the same time if you've got so little interest in the new breed coming up which they do all four of them you know totally fly to the winds over the next couple of years Kevin Thorns had some amazing names Kevin Fertig Seven um, yeah Fer- Fertig is his real name I right Fertig. Mordecai Serpent Max Cherry I'm enjoying that Max Cherry Max Cherry do you know what there's a funny thing as well where all of his gimmicks are slightly <laughs> so Seven Deadly Sins um, yeah. you've got Mordecai this sort of weird like new age uh, uh, you know light force goth you've got the vampire Kevin Thorne mm. you've got uh, his independent character which is called Serpent was it right and then he's like 
Max Cherry. <laughs> that seems like a big change from all of the slightly hobgoblin shit he's been doing before. Max Cherry, yeah. he's only a porn star. Yeah, man. now I fuck chicks. <laughs> that is not a bad gimmick. Um, there's a little one of those uh, all grown up bits that they do as well yes. uh, with Stone Cold that comes up after here. And uh, <laughs> he says the line, he just goes, now I'm all grown up. I've been opening cans of whoop ass ever since. And it just sounds like a Werther's original advert. It really does. Uh, ever since I was knee high to grasshopper and granddad and all that. It just sounds so hokey. I can't I tell remember, you. I remember, I remember thinking I must be someone real special. Open a can of whoop ass. I remember the first time I opened a can of whoop ass in my grandfather. <laughs> I loved him so much it was the day he died. Um, uh, the Battle of the Billionaires. Yeah. Yes. It is uh, Vince McMahon versus Donald Trump. Mm. Uh, very much Trump versus McMahon, I think, was the match they probably angled for in the early days. Yeah. Uh, hence why the graphic here doesn't mention Bobby Lashley or Umaga. <laughs> um, but we have Umaga, uh, the, the Samoan... Uh, um, performer, I, I don't know why. We all know who Umaga is. Umaga, he's I a mean, Samoan. He's, he's, uh, he's a man who, he is when all the other wrestlers a are working out, guy. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon they're like big, big fat wrestlers? Yeah, obviously they're not working out as much, and mm. they're not they're certainly doing no fucking cardio. Yeah, they're just eating. Do you reckon all of the wrestlers are going? Oh wait, why didn't I? I wish I was a big fat one. Big fat one. But then, but then, someone like Umaga, he does here a twenty-five minute match. <laughs> yeah, I know. And there is that funny thing when you see someone like MVP and he does twenty-five minutes, <laughs> and then you see Umaga do twenty-five minutes, and I'm like. Margaret is working four times harder You're damn right. than MVP. Damn right. Um, Margaret, I think, was is one of the the. I mean, his early death in two thousand and nine, so only a couple of years after this. But I think he was one of the really good heels of this period. Mm. Throwback to those sorts of terrifying, sort of prehistoric, carnivorous, Monsters, yeah. cannibal sort of islanders, and they they very much play that up in this. You know, they yeah. talk about him being a carnivore and everything. Um, I, I think he did this so well. He has a uniquely frightening look. Um, everything about him is quite frightening. His hair, his his the makeup he wears, I mean his moves. He is a fast moving pit bull of a boy. He is absolutely terrifying. And uh, there's a funny bit as he walks in. Uh, he sort of looks at the shaving foam. And he's like being a savage, you know, led in by uh, Alejandro Armando Estrada. Yeah. A man who, until this match started, if I'd have met him at a party, and I just said, "Did you ever do a WrestleMania?" And he said, "And he said, yeah, I was did the um, the yeah, Battle of the Billionaires." Yeah, yeah. That I'd have gone, well, "That's bullshit." <laughs> but he's there. <laughs> he's like, no, no, I, t- I did a big thing. I got in the ring and everything. And I'd go, "Why are you lying to me?" I, kn- I know. <laughs> I-, I had no recollection of him doing this at all. <laughs> as they come into the thing, and he's got this handler, which is you know this Cuban guy. Mm. Uh, as uh, Umaga sees the shaving foam. <laughs> And he really starts looking at it like, like that's a real totem. I was going, does that fit in with his character? Well, he'd be excited by something a bit weird. How does he know what shaving foam is? <laughs> I thought he's sort of like a like we keep him in the cellar, you know. But maybe, maybe, uh, maybe look, maybe he seems from shaving foam. It certainly seemed that way. Um, they uh, then have Bobby Lashley as the proxy. <laughs> The, uh, the the virile, uh, strong work called Stallion working for these two ageing billionaires yeah. who are literally unable to perform. Um, <laughs> out they come. And uh, uh, my favourite bit on this, by the way, just before it starts, they go to the Wild Hogs premiere. 
Oh, yeah. Where they sort of say, we've asked the big stars who they think is going to win the Battle of the Billionaires. <laughs> and they've been unable to get anyone to actually answer the question. So it's just a load of clips like John Travolta and Jewel and people just going, <laughs> Donald Trump, like that. And you get, some of them are clearly in the middle of it. They sort of go, Donald uh, Trump, like that. And it's just like that. <laughs> no one, apart from The Rock, goes, in the battle, I think Donald Trump is going to shave the head of Vince McMahon. Like and, the, and The Rock's just in his front room or something. <laughs> it is. And like, uh, we don't know what he's recorded it on, it's but holiday. it's basically, it must predate, he wouldn't have done it on a camera phone because they were too no, bad back then. Yeah, yeah. But I think what he's done it on is like a camcorder. It would have been one of those ones that had a compact disc, like a DVD, a DVD recording. A normal camera yeah. that had a, had a um, you know, a video mode. Yeah, the one that looks... film people as they go it's past on a... It's a bit fuzzy, isn't it? <laughs> is, 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 is people walk past outside the uh, outside Dixon's. The thing <laughs> yeah. that Rock, would it be possible for you to do... A little a vignette for WrestleMania. Sure, I'll just go outside to my ring. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but everyone just saying Donald Trump. It's so, it's so tawdry that mm. I wish they hadn't bothered. Yeah. Um, I uh, interestingly, Vince McMahon did a little Q and A with the Ottawa Sun in the build up to this. Right. And uh, the thing about Vince is, he obviously had the time of his life doing this, as if he knew that within a decade. <laughs> That Donald Trump would be the president of the United States of America, and this would become a really, really sort of key, important, hilarious wrestling <laughs> match. Um, but the Ottawa Sun asked some really good questions, and one of the things that comes out of it is—I mean, Vince is mad. Um, so one of the questions was, "How would your wife Linda feel if your head was shaved?" And the answer was, "I don't think she'd be pleased. I've always had hair, lots of it, <laughs> <laughs> thick and luscious." They said to him, um, you morphed into a power-walking, carny-like, larger-than-life character on WWE TV, having been a ringside announcer. Do you need the spotlight? He said, I far more enjoy producing and directing than being the talent. If I'm out there, it's taking away from someone else. And that, that I think, is probably an interesting part of Vincent Mann. Mm. I think he probably is. Yeah. That is probably true. Mm. He always talks, I think, in one of the other answers he gives, they sort of say, what, what do you like watching on telly? And he's like, I've never been home in time for my job to actually to sit and watch television. Telly, yeah. I work all night. Yeah. And he just constantly does this. I think he's sort of remarkable. Um, they said, uh, on TV, you're very pompous and arrogant. Would we be surprised by the real Vincent Kennedy McMahon? And he said, I think you'll find in real life, I'm far more pompous and arrogant than you see on TV. <laughs> Funny. Um, what about music? What do you listen to? And these are the fascinating things because no one really knows trivia about No, Vince. nobody asks him. When I'm training, I like good basic rock. You too. And something with a heavy metal sound. ACDC back in black. I crank it up while I'm working out. <laughs> this is the man, by the way, who didn't know who Metallica were. Right. And then they said to him, and this is absolutely, I think, everything you need to know about Vince McMahon in this one answer. And it's just a sort of throwaway sort of question. They say, do you set any limits on what you might do? And he just responds, there's absolutely nothing I wouldn't do for the business. Mm. And I think that's absolutely mm. true. He's a sort of kind of like really rich man who probably isn't respected by other rich men. Massively. Because of what, how he's made his money. Massively. And you can see that with Donald Trump, he is also wrongly sort of believing that he's with this self-made man. Mm. What Trump is, of course, is Trump is someone who real rich people don't really want to associate with. No. And you've got the same with Vince McMahon. He's talked about it a couple of times, I think, about when he's moved to Greenwich, that the neighbours were very snooty, you know, about him and the job that he did and everything. He is a legitimate billionaire. Yeah. And you don't like the way he's made his money. It's a little bit like being, you know, in charge of Sports Direct, you yeah. know, or Weatherspoons or whatever mm. it is. You know, people are a bit sniffy about it. Vince McMahon is one of the very few self-made billionaires, I think, that you'd meet of his generation. Mm. He's, you know, a remarkable man. Um, 
he is having the time of his life doing this because he is with <laughs> another billionaire. Yeah. And that is giving him the rub as well. It's just, a, it's just his mate, isn't it? It's just a mate hanging out. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, McMahon, I mean, Trump's terrible in this, but like, I'd, um, McMahon, I know people hate him, but I do like his tomfoolery in this. Oh, he's great. He's very good at it. He's how, very good at how it. How many other people would go as far as he does <laughs> routinely to just, I mean, his big thing is he doesn't make himself look good. Triple H, for example, when he, when he was given, you know, that, that limited amount of power he had before he got taking out you know doing mm. nxt and it seemed to get it out of his system when he was in the spotlight he would always push himself as the hardest yep. strongest he was the one that no one could beat he's the end boss that you cannot best mm. vincent man is always i will get my fucking ass handed to me yeah i will get in there i will it, it might take a while but rest assured you will see me be absolutely <laughs> pummeled shitless <laughs> and that is exactly what you want in well, wrestling he, he you know? understands it's... he understands the feckless boss he understands the the, the prick that you know everyone's got a boss we spoke about this about 10, yeah. 10 episodes ago everyone's got a boss that's why stone Cold steve austin worked with him because because he, he's flicking the visa at, at, at his boss because that's what everyone wants to do yeah the other thing that happens here is the big, you begin to see sort of more interesting relationships mm. between trump and and the mans so with this appearance and a raw a little bit later in 2009 the wwe end up paying trump five million dollars so he gets four million dollars for this wrestlemania and some of the build-up performances he's done and that gets paid to his charity the donald j trump foundation now you might have heard of the donald j trump foundation because it was his private charity that he founded and operated from 1988 until it was uh, dissolved by a court in 2019. <laughs> yeah. Now he's buying pictures of himself, wasn't he, for his country? Club? Yeah, that's right. The guy, the Washington Post, did this big story. The journalist who who broke the story won the Pulitzer for it, and they they basically found he had this charitable foundation that was used to, on a couple of occasions, the money went to settle his personal or business legal disputes. Mm. On three occasions, he used the money to purchase artist portraits of himself. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, there were 2.3 million that he'd asked people to pay into the foundation for work that he'd done. And the foundation meant that he wouldn't be taxed yeah. on the income. So the the top donors to the Donald J. Trump Foundation from 2004 to 2014 were Vince and Linda McMahon. <laughs> so they gave $5 million. Um, there's When he then stood for president and people began looking into his finances, uh, the, the, the foundation said that the money had come from WWE. The WWE later said the money had come from Vince and Linda McMahon personally. And later, when Linda was running for the US Senate in Connecticut, they said, no, it was just Vince. So already it's getting a bit weird. Yeah. Um, they, they also uh, made personal donations the two McMahons to his um uh his campaigns mm. uh, and they they paid quite a lot yeah. um so there is a funny underlying thing about this you know there's there is that thing of when Vince McMahon probably does have this chip on his shoulder about being the billionaire the other billionaires think is in some way a little bit greasy a little mm. bit carny when you read stuff like that about dis- disgraced sort of charitable organisations that have to be dissolved by courts because they don't seem to be giving any money to charity. Mm. And you are the biggest uh, provider of income to that foundation. Yeah. There's a slight amount of Vince. Come on, don't protest too much. You know, it's a little bit eggy. (laughs) Um, This match itself as well. I mean... It doesn't put a foot wrong. No. Vince does not let the matches that he's involved in go off the rails. Mm. He just absolutely, it, they are they are often overbooked. So Shane McMahon comes out. You've got Stone Cold as a ref. 
there's a lot going on, but it is absolutely pure fun carny wrestling at yep. its very best mm. and with the limited amount that Donald Trump can do he does mm. so he attacks Vince McMahon uh, on the thing which gets an amazing pop mm. um, he's there the whole time just rattling on you know yes, what, what is that guy doing yes. how can you let him do that <laughs> all, all he that does is like Bobby Bobby go yeah. Bobby that's all he says <laughs> he does and Umaga sounds a little bit like Maga like MAGA hat. Uma, you MAGA. You MAGA. No Maga. one has picked up on that. No one has picked up on that. It's I the last would. bit of satire. Oh my God, that is a t-shirt and a half. <laughs> Honestly, they're making them as we speak. You're the first one to come up with it. But that is a million dollar idea, the you MAGA. Fuck <laughs> me. Uh, that's great. Um, <laughs> they, they say at one point, uh, Bobby Lashley may get a suite at the top of Trump Towers for life. I don't. Th- I think no. they're going to find a reason that Bobby Lashley <laughs> can't go into Trump Towers. Um, I was chatting to uh, someone who had signed with WWE uh, relative last year, you know, mm. relative thing, and they mentioned uh, probably in confidence that um, there are a couple of things that WWE will not allow in interviews. Yeah, well, one of them is uh, the Saudi Arabia uh, controversy. I don't know why I said that like Dracula. <laughs> and, and, are, you, uh, are you trying to uh, edge yourself into a gimmick? It seemed a little bit like that. I was Mark. actually oh, like a deep Russian spy. <laughs> and at the moment, when I, I did that, I was talking about serious matters. I reverted to my natural state. Uh, and the other one is Donald Trump. Yeah, you, they they can't mention it here, but honestly, it's a shame because I like to say uh, he's absolutely fantastic in this. Um, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin said that because he does actually t- he takes a, a stunner at the end, yeah. nor sells it. He barely <laughs> yes. goes down. Yeah, they've not given him pads. No, they haven't. But like everything on on the night, I mean, Trump did it pretty much <laughs> by the seat of his pants. So um, Stone Cold did an interview about it, and he said. Um, on the day Vince came to me and uh, we were in the back area 90,000 people out there Ford Field and he says Steve come over here I'm going to see if I can get Trump to take a stunner I said oh bullshit you think you will he says I know Donald he'll do it so anyway he goes Donald come over here and he says Steve this is Donald Trump hey Mr Trump how are you doing I met him he says listen I was thinking about everything is all said and done Steve would hit you with his finishing move well what is it well, it's called a stunner, and it kind of goes like this. And Donald Trump's right-hand guy all of a sudden goes, no, 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 no. You don't need to do that. There's a million reasons why you shouldn't do that. But Donald, he looked at Vince, and he said, you think it'll help the show? Vince said, Donald, they'll go crazy. So Donald Trump was man enough to go out there. <laughs> and that's how it worked. So apparently they did it on the day. Um Oddly, Bobby Lashley doesn't get stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin, which makes him a very rare person to have been in the ring with, with Stone him. Cold and not and actually get, get stunned. stunned. But he said when Trump got stunned, nobody had actually told him that um, that Trump was going to be stunned. Yeah. And so he said, I didn't really know what to do, whether or not I should sort of go, do I attack Steve Austin? Because <laughs> that's supposed to be like the bloke I'm working with. Yeah. I just love the fact they don't tell anyone anything. No, it's really sort no. of like throwing it by things. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Vince ends up having his hair shaved. Again, you say a lot about Donald Commitment. Trump. You can say a lot about Donald Trump. He is the only person in the history of wrestling <laughs> who has been able to literally shave a man's head in a hair versus hair match. He, he does it. He goes in really confidently. It's the first time he smiles as well. He's like, yeah, I like this. This is good, humiliating a man. The, yeah, he loves the debasing. Yeah. yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, the best thing I found out about this, which hasn't really been written about, uh, which I, I love it when you find something that makes you laugh and you just go, no one's touched on this yet. Um, while the shaving is going on, um, uh, JR says the line as well. He says, uh, J- Jerry Lawler says, why aren't you smiling? And uh, JR sort of goes, I'm smiling. I've got Bell's palsy. I can't really smile big. It's like, oh, Jim, <laughs> oh, no. just keep it fucking light. Suddenly, for about 15 seconds as it happens, there's a song going, I got the bald-headed blues. It, just, it comes out and it sort of goes really quickly. And I'm sort of like, is that supposed to be there? And Jerry Lawless and he goes, ah, bald-headed blues, that sort of thing. So I thought, oh, right, it's a song that, you know, that, that's real. No, it was written specifically by Jim Johnson, the WWE's head of music for right. many years. And it was written specifically for this. But there's, there's a whole different load of choruses and, and lyrics. And what it does is it gives you a little glimpse into what Vince McMahon thinks about the hair thing. So when yeah. he says, I've got hair, lots of it. Yeah, and it's yeah. sort of like, why do you think a hair is sexual? What is it that you're trying to get across? So the chorus of Bald Headed Blues, which you don't hear is I've got the bald-headed blues. I've been a victim of a crime because now I've lost my hair. I should have lost my mind. Um, He said, I used to be a striking thing to see. Yes, I used to be a man, a man's man. 
But now my manhood stripped away. <laughs> so Vince is all like having your head shaved. Yeah. That is the least masculine thing you can do. Well, do you remember in like four or five, there was like a hair club of uh, of America sort of skit quite mm. a lot. And people were getting wigs and stuff, I seem to recall back yeah, then. Yeah, remember. But like, he's, he's got fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I know. When The Rock shaved his head, he's a massive star. You know, every <laughs> he works with loads of bald people. And he must look at like Stone Cold Steve Austin and just go, not a man. <laughs> <laughs> A big Jesse, a big bald pansy. Where's your hair, Austin? Mental. Oh my God, a man's man, but now my manhood's stripped away. Oh, it's not, it doesn't sound particularly catchy, but I will get there. We'll no. get there. Also, congratulations to the timekeeper on the biggest match probably in WrestleMania history, mm. you know, by pay per view and mm. by, you know, uh, you know, attention worldwide. Yeah. He manages to ring the bell as Austin counts two. Nice. I mean, Very proper, yeah. proper good work. Somebody's going to be eating a fistful of Vince McMahon's masculine hair. <laughs> push, push, push. Um, <laughs> have we got time to quickly crack on? Let's crack on. Let's do these let's last do two. Um, well, let's, let's crack through this one quickly. Uh, yeah. The Divas Lumberjill match. Uh, Ashley Massaro versus Melina. Mm. Um, this is very much the height of the period where they are divas, mm. where everything is, there's a, a belt that's like a butterfly. It's mm. just, these are models who we're not even going to pretend they wrestle. They can go out there and they'll hold it together enough, but you're not going to enjoy it. Right, but, yeah. But you know what you will enjoy? Ooh, look, fishnet. Ooh, a <laughs> little bit of cleavage. Oh, imagine what they'd look like naked. <laughs> Once a year you get to see it in Playboy. Um, Ashley Massaro comes out. She is the Playboy cover girl right. uh, at this period. So that's why they have to pop her onto WrestleMania. Um, she uh, gets uh, the women's champion, Melina. And they say, well, Melina's jealous of Ashley because she's not getting as much attention as her. And again, that 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 mentality of that the women are doing this, the only possible beef they could have is that yeah, the, it's the over. men are looking at her. Yeah. Oh, well, well, I want men, men to look at, at me. I want more men looking at me. But Melina, Melina is dressed like, uh, who was... The favourite, uh, who's... Um, Margarita oh. Prakatan. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like the barbarian. Like she's dressed she does. Like a little she bit does. like the barbarian. She started as a valet for the tag team uh, M&M. Uh, Incredible hair as well. Let Very me, thick. Let me, uh, let me say what Wikipedia says. Mm. Uh, famed for her flexibility, utilised during her entrance and her in-ring manoeuvres, Perez, that's her surname, Melina mm. Perez, was called one of the best wrestlers in the world by Bret Hart and cited by WWE as having perhaps the most impressive arsenal of offensive manoeuvres in WWE history. Now, I don't know if Melina edits her own Wikipedia page. <laughs> but it sure sounds like she does. But one of the most famous things about Melina is her personal life. And absolutely mm. no judgment on this. She uh, used to, I believe, uh, go around with John Morrison. I think she had an extracurricular affair with Batista, mm. which at the time is very well reported. Mm. Um, there was uh, various sort of... Um, uh, there was always a, a suggestion that Vince McMahon had never pushed John Morrison very hard because he didn't like this thing of his wife uh, being known to be seeing another wrestler right or his his fiance or girlfriend or whatever it is um but uh, irrelevant from that that's all just uh, horrible you know gossip about what adults can do you know they're more than welcome to do but there is no personal um life section on melina's wikipedia right and that seems like something that is must be continually being deleted yeah so uh, i can't understand why i i, I like uh, someone without a dog in the fight would be continually going, I do not wish for a decade-old rumour and scuttlebutt to uh, to be put on this Wikipedia page. Yeah. Um, you will love this because Melina is one of the few people we know who was scheduled to, uh, sentenced rather, to face The Undertaker at Wrestler's Court. 
Um, oh, what's she done? Melina's backstage heat and attitude was a huge problem for her throughout her nice. career. Um, it probably led to her release, and it's the reason why they never really particularly brought her back. Um, she was compared a lot to Sonny uh, as being a real problem behind mm. the scenes. Um, some of that, obviously, when you hear about those sort of personal issues that you won't read about on Wikipedia, uh, is behind that. But she did face wrestler's court. Um, it is uh, this, this, this little bit I said it's the unofficial forum among talent for the policing of wrestlers that violate the rules and traditions of the company mm. um, her ill-behaved manners persisted following wrestlers court <laughs> and she found herself transferred from Smackdown to Raw so they moved her from shows um, she was said to have had issues with veteran female talent um, she was kicked out by uh, Lita uh, in her, early in her career made to change in the hallway because she was such a pain she then when she became more of a veteran herself, she would continually kick people out and make them change in the hallway. Um, she was involved in a backstage altercation with Charmel uh, after Batista had a fist fight with Booker T um, that was genuine, a bit of a shoot thing. Uh, and there was a, a, a woman totally forgotten called Taryn Tyrell, who was uh, known as Tiffany. And uh, she was um, a diva search contestant in 2007, so mm. in this year. And she said that um, WWE personnel actually warned her about Melina saying she was the one diva who will give her problems. So Melina seemed to be a little bit of a heat-seeking missile. Uh, Ashley Massaro, she made her debut having won the Diva Search in 2005. She had a three-year career. She tried to wrestle, you know, and, and learn. It is not something you can pick up overnight. Mm. Um, her her later story is obviously uh, horribly sad. So she became part of the class action uh, against WWE for the concussions that a number of former talents did uh, in mm. about 2016. Um, as part of that suit, she also alleged that she'd been sexually assaulted in quite sort of bizarre circumstances right. um, during a WWE tour of Kuwait mm. where she said this had happened on a US military base. Um, she said that WWE had apologised but persuaded her not to report it to the authorities. Um the lawsuit was then dismissed, and in uh, May 2019, uh, about 10 days before her 40th birthday, she took her own life. Um, the, the story then came back up about this sexual assault that happened on this Q80 tour, and the WWE said that they, they had never heard anything uh, to do with those allegations at all. I, I don't know. You don't know the truth of it. It certainly seems to be something that I can't imagine they they wouldn't have acted on. Mm. It's just it's too horrible a claim. Um, she she did end up I think writing to the WWE after the concussion lawsuit to uh, basically say I I regret taking part in it and it was a, a punt and I shouldn't have done it. Mm. So it's it's it, a sad story. Uh, obviously, you know this is not the podcast to be getting into what went on here. Yeah, um, it's a stupid podcast by two very silly people, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, you know, I, I, these these are obviously horrible, horrible real life issues. Mm. Um, um, they also re re revealed in an interview their match almost didn't happen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's let's do a nice segue. Why? Because they couldn't figure out what a lumberjill was. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley had broken her foot in training about a week before, mm. uh, and so they spent the entire WrestleMania by the gorilla position, which is where the curtain is sort of waiting there to find out if they were going to have to go on. Oh, my word. Uh, and an agent came up to them and just said, um, yeah, I think we've got time to squeeze you in. Uh, anyway, they shouldn't have bothered. The matches, no. I mean, Nonsense. Th this is representation uh, at the time in 2007, just going, let's put all the women out there. They can all, you know, look, 
pretty around the ring and mm. we'll have a match that everyone knows will tank and it will be appalling and we'll put it on anyway. Yeah. Uh, and it does. Uh, Ashley was uh, reportedly in tears backstage after the match uh, saying she knew it was awful and she was really, really upset about it. Right. I mean, there's no- nothing good about this match. It's the saddest <laughs> one on the fucking thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. Just endlessly depressing. Oh, it's going to be funny. Lumberjills. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a funny word. No, oh. no. Wrestlers caught. Horrible allegations. Jeez. Early death. I was just trying to find on a dodgy Wi-Fi connection um, what things had been deleted. To be honest, it's mostly championship belt uh, changes and incorrect information about championship. But then there is a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of entries about a, a personal life, Marina Perez. So, yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> well done, diligent men of the internet. <laughs> She's like the only wrestler that doesn't have personal life section. <laughs> come on. Come on. Um, the main event. Yes. Uh, it's the WWE champion and WWE tag team champion, John Cena. Versus WWE Tag Team Champion, <laughs> Shawn Michaels. Um, an a and T. AT&T? Fan poll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fan poll. Uh, we are very much in the early dawn of the mobiles. Mm. Um, and uh, annoyingly, everyone gets it right. Yeah. They go, uh, <laughs> it, it will be seen. Yeah, it will yeah. be seen. And that, that, that is probably why they've never done that again, <laughs> where they say to people, who do you think it's going to win? And you go, oh, they, they got it right. I thought it would be, uh, <laughs> I thought it'd be either wrong or exactly 50 50. I mean, uh, anything else is a nightmare. How did they put Molina in there? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, uh, this is Shawn Michaels' first WrestleMania singles match uh, mm. since WrestleMania 14. Right. He was in the main event in 11, 12, 20, which was a triple threat match between. Uh, Triple H and Chris Benoit, and then he would um, go on at 25 uh, to have, no, 26. At 25, he has a match with The Undertaker, mm. which was essentially the main event, but was not put there in the card. Um, that means that he had WrestleMania events over a 15-year period, right? which seems... in a, in a, in a Exactly. Undertaker, even more impressive, he, he did, I think his first was 13, and his last was at 33. <laughs> so, but, I mean, by... By the twen- end of that twenty-year period, he he was significantly worse than Shawn Michaels was at the end of the fifteen. Um, John Cena comes in driving a muscle car, yeah. which again, I mean, if I didn't need, I just think I've got nothing in common with John Cena. No. I've got nothing at all. Nothing he drives through a plate glass window, and I bet he was all like, "Oh, I'm only fucking amped up," and I just all of it, I just go, "Oh, it's awful. It's, it's noisy. It's there's glass everywhere." Someone's got to sweep that up. I know, and it's just like cars. Oh, fucking cars! Get a, get a fucking girlfriend, you weird. Somebody was... pointed out that um, car guys, guys. Mm. Obsessed with cars are like uh, young women who really like horses. <laughs> ponies. I mean, ponies. Yeah. yeah. Robot pony. Yeah. Just, yeah. I just think I, I completely agree with that. Just, I, I, I mean, cars, cars pass me by, but yeah. especially like when you're sort of like in America, because all American cars look strange and unusual to us. Yeah. I mean, I remember my um, ex's um, dad bought a Cadillac. He was a, he was a mechanic. Mm. But kind of like, but he lived in um, Fleckney near Leicester, uh-huh. and it's really hard to get. They're, they're just country roads, <laughs> yeah. And Cadillacs are like a big. It's like a swimming pool. Size yeah, thing. it's huge. I Ridiculous. knew a guy who was really into hot rods, right. but he also had terrible diabetes and he did nothing about the diabetes because he was like, oh, I'm all about the hot rods and everything. Oh, he is dead now. Oh. Uh, direct result of the diabetes, having dead. lost both his legs. You know, that's what car people are like, isn't it? <laughs> 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 that is true. Um, uh, yeah, but people begin are beginning now to to really turn on John Cena. Yeah. So John Cena is, is this is his third WrestleMania main event in a row. Yeah. It's the third win he has. He's been holding the belt for twenty of the last twenty four months. Right. So you know, nearly two years. 
everything about that conspires to make you go, especially because he's not that good a wrestler. <laughs> Look, he is really good. His timing is great. And he's there with Shawn Michaels. He's with him every step of the way. John Cena is not a bad wrestler, but there's something about him that he's not an emotional wrestler. You don't right, get yeah, an emotional yeah. response to him. Mm. And this match is really weirdly pitched. It's a, it, it, again, like a Japanese match, slow start, builds, builds, builds. The two men are absolutely fantastic in it. They just, it's a really, really good match. You genuinely don't know who's going to win and that's what you want from a, a main event. Uh, or you want the coronation of someone that you've been waiting to see, you know, crowned for yeah. years and years and years. But with this, with this sort of, the, the Cena thing, he's, he's, he's just, unbeatable he's superman mm. he is the number one so sean michaels in this the crowd want to win yeah and they continually give them the moments where it looks like sean michaels is going to win but the problem is you're building that up and because it's wrestling and you can predetermine it if you go well let's get the biggest response we can it would have been to have Shawn michaels win this mm. and instead they've decided they're sticking with cena and so you build and build and build and build and build and yet people are all like, I just don't want Cena to win. Mm. And it's a fatal flaw in this match, which is otherwise, I just, I, again, the WrestleMania that no one talks about, this match is, as it's a really, really good main event. Mm. It's a, a totally forgotten match. I Honestly, I, I, I would not, if you'd have said to me, has there been John Cena versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, until I watched it, <laughs> honestly, two no. days ago, I'd have said, no, no, they had, they had some pay-per-view stuff, but... I just, I'd totally <laughs> forgotten about it. And it's a great hard hitting match and mm. blood and Shawn Michaels looks sort of like he's getting over the hill a little bit. He's a little over tanned mm. and like he's been retired or something <laughs> and he's spending a lot of time in the Algarve and it's just, but this is absolutely really, really surprisingly good. Mm. The most important match moment, of course, is the one they've cut out of the network. Well, uh, you sent it to me on WhatsApp last night, mm. late last night. Uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, a man jumps in the ring and uh, he tries to streak, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. <laughs> so he he basically turns up fully clothed in the ring and in the clip, idiot, or take your clothes <laughs> off in the crowd and then run in. It's about a, a second and a half of footage before they just swing the camera away. And yeah. You see Shawn Michaels sort of rolling his eyes or whatever. But a guy comes in, and what you miss, of course, is the, the beating that he, he, <laughs> yeah, he gets. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't but, somebody jump? Didn't somebody jump Shawn Michaels quite recently as well in his Hall of Fame? Uh, Bret Hart. Oh, was that Bret yeah. Hart? Yeah, we got, we got yeah, thumped yeah. by a load of things. But yeah. um, uh, even even this week, uh, there was a bit on Raw, which is captured by the cameras, which is hilarious, where someone, AJ Styles is leaving the ring and a man gets into the ring and they just pile on him mm. to flatten him down. What the people who piled on didn't realise is that that was a guy who was playing a preacher for a segment that was coming up. <laughs> so he was basically been told to go in there. So he'd done it. And the second and he got, got in there, they in. fucking squashed him. <laughs> uh, magic stuff. Um, so th th that, <laughs> I, I was reading around about the streaker because, you know, it's a streaker at WrestleMania. You know, that must be, there must be a story about that. Yeah, because they don't normally get as close as that guy. Someone did. said, uh, you can't see it on the low res video, but he's wearing Union Jack shorts. Right. And there's a weird bit where once I knew that and I watched that clip, JR suddenly goes, as the guy comes out and he's going, hey, he's pulling his shirt off in the ring. He's actually got in the ring. So it's the bit when the, the ref is checking the, the sort of tights and the, yeah. you know, the shoes. Uh, he, he pulls his shirt open and JR sort of goes, ah, well, we appreciate fans from all over the world coming here, which is exactly what he'd do if he'd seen the sort of thing. And he's doing a little joke about Union Jack boxer shorts or yeah. whatever. I went on YouTube and there is a brilliant story where it seems like someone has identified who the guy is. Right. So it's a, a user called uh, WWE Third Eye One. 
He said, it's funny. I've actually heard the story about this guy. He's from here in the north of England, it says. <laughs> According to a woman I used to work with who has no interest in wrestling whatsoever, she mentioned to me before I went to WrestleMania last year that she knew a guy from a pub who also went with a few mates to watch Mania about a decade or so ago. She told me one of the guys made a deal that if one of them jumped in the ring, then the rest of them would pay for the whole of that lad's holiday. <laughs> that being flights, tickets, hotels, etc. He said, I've just seen this clip. He says, finally, he said, this must be it. <laughs> um, the fact that there is some lad from, I don't know, Preston, yeah. who for a free holiday managed to get into the main event of WrestleMania t- <laughs> th- in 23 and no one has sort of gone, I am that man. <laughs> Please, can you find out who he is and can we have a photograph of him <laughs> his union jank jack, union <laughs> jank pants union uh, jank oh man but yeah a, a great a great match you know it, it's long but then you suddenly go oh it's actually quite good though mm. and then you start going actually this is fucking great and then actually you're just really watching it and it's, you're it's, in it it's one of John Cena's best matches I've seen it really is yeah and Cena is, is very much seen as being one of these people that you know if you're a wrestling fan you don't like you mm. know oh you see all the signs coming up Cena sucks seen enough all that sort of thing mm. the, the booze are there he's reversed to his military thing in a sort of like you know I imagine he thinks it's like being in the foxhole yeah. to use a military term that he's gone all that you know and it's uh, but uh, there's also a thing I think where he sort of thinks can they boo our serving heroes <laughs> <laughs> and Stolen valor. it turns out they can um, but Cena is you know he's he's just he's seen as being this guy who you know yeah he was charismatic and yes he could keep pace if you gave him the right opponent you know they'd make him look good mm. but he actually won the Wrestling Observer's Wrestler of the Year in, in the, this year 2007 right. and again I looked at that and I thought I was watching wrestling at this period and none of this rings a bell <laughs> none of it at all um, he also won it I think uh, in 2010 so that is if you like the most legitimate accolade yeah. that a wrestler can get and, it's called and- the Luthers Ric Flair Wrestler of the Year Award that's right. what gives you some indication as to, and normally, many, many years, it's won by Japanese wrestlers because people are very serious about it. But in 2007 and 2010, John Cena won it both times. I mean, mm. and, and you can see that he had a great match in this year. He and Shawn Michaels would end up doing a, a, a match on Raw when it came to London that lasted nearly 45 minutes. And that is seen as being the greatest match in Raw history. Again, just something... Cena, Cena cannot be... Uh, you know, put in that that category of saying you're a bad wrestler. Mm. Always like Hulk Hogan. He just, you know, huge kids merch and, you know, good on the stick. But, you know, he is a banging wrestler. And it's just that 2007, this this is the year he's at his peak. Mm. And this is a WrestleMania main event that, I don't know, maybe everyone's forgotten about it because they're embarrassed. <laughs> they're, they're embarrassed to have to go, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, you so go, yeah, but the main event, you go, yes, yeah, so it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, is it not a situation where just as soon as WWE start pushing, mm. it just turns people off? It does, yeah. And, yeah. Just, and why do they never In years to come, that? people will not understand why Roman Reigns got booed. Yeah. They will just, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Will, it will be absolutely inexplicable right. to them yeah. when, when we're all worm food. <laughs> uh, although I must admit that uh, Shawn Michaels does come out to this. He doesn't come out to Sexy Boy. He comes out to the D-Generation X theme because he's in DX. So as far as I'm concerned, this match is not canon. And and the main event of WrestleMania 23 was Ashley versus Melina. We'll take it. We'll take it. Well, that's nice to be back with the WrestleMania. Yes. We can move on with our lives. We're back on that we are. We know that we're hurting towards the end of this project. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we've got to get all the wrestling dogs out of the way. Yes. So next week. Wrestling films. Yeah. And uh, we'll probably, we'll probably buy 
by this point. So when we're recording this, it's early January, yeah. which is the sort of time when you make loads of like mad life decisions and things. And I think <laughs> probably uh, this will go out then. I mean, what we're what we're probably going to be doing is we are thinking about doing a Patreon. Yes. Okay. And we aren't going to do a Patreon where we say, and if you want to hear the rest of the WrestleMania episodes, mm. you'll have to join the Patreon. Mm. I think it'll be a little bit like WrestleMania Mass. Yes. And we'll have a little bit of fun with it. Mm. But we thought it would just be a way to keep this great big beast <laughs> plowing into your ears and us to do it and not begin to resent it. No, because <laughs> if I've learned anything doing this podcast is that I love doing it. Mm. It's rare that I get to work with Mark or even see Mark because mm. he's busy, I'm busy. Um, but advertisers really aren't into wrestling podcasts. No, not at all. Doesn't not matter all. what figures you're getting in. Nope. They're just not into it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And we thank our craft deal overlords because they're the only ones who've bothered. They're the only ones who'll, who'll do it. But do you who'll know? See the do you synergy. Know, we don't need the advertisers. No, because we're going to go straight into your pocket, <laughs> and we're going to be taking our cut, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Are you all in? <laughs> they said a Patreon could not be started by anyone but WWE. No one said that, but that's exactly what I we're want. Premium do. economy going to WrestleMania this year. Pre- I've never been to WrestleMania. I want to go, and I want to go premium economy. Yeah, and it- I want to pre-book my mail. That's an extra twenty. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't just go to WrestleMania on uh, on, on good wishes. No, that, that's very much clear. And do you know what? We found doing this podcast, we also can't expect the WWE <laughs> to provide us with tickets because <laughs> let me make it clear: the few times I've met people from within wrestling, this is not a podcast they are happy to be associated <laughs> with because they all want to work with WWE. Yes, uh, we don't. We don't care. Good night, everyone. Wrestle <laughs> uh, me, Mark. Wrestle me, please. Review us, you pigs. <laughs>